Welcome to The Talent Scout. I'm your host, Shane Keen, and I'm a recruitment advertiser with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the reverse of our podcast name. Every week, I'm going to give you a snapshot of some of the recruitment issues we're all facing, along with the occasional healthy dose of sarcasm, and maybe even some solutions. As we navigate the shifting talent markets of this year, one of the biggest challenges facing most recruiters is adapting to the increased volume of candidates that they're receiving. This is causing many of us to waste time as we sift through applications that are not meeting the requirements of the opportunity in order to find the few that are. We've talked about using an applicant tracking system in previous episodes to help alleviate some of this pressure. And if that's something that you're interested in learning more about, please do listen to some of our older episodes. But today, we're going to talk about best practice approaches to shortlisting and selection. If you spent a lot of time and effort reviewing applications, it's really important to get the most out of those that you are interested in with a strong shortlisting and selection process. Often when we talk to clients about shortlisting and selection processes, their minds immediately go to a standard interview and they firmly stop there. Without a doubt, interviewing plays a fundamental role in evaluating the suitability of candidates, but it has to be acknowledged that interviews have their limitations. Their effectiveness is improved when the right questions are asked, however, there are a number of elements to the appraisal process that an interview can't measure. Therefore, it is extremely important to introduce behavioral and skills testing, as well as additional screening steps and observation points. This will in turn enhance your shortlisting process and empower you to make the right decision, which will ultimately enable you to avoid having to go back out to the candidate market for this role. We've touched on these before, but for a truly effective recruitment process, you should really consider the three levels of appraisal. Level 1, also known as appears to, refers to appearance, mannerisms, interests, and goals. It has a minimal impact on a candidate's ability to do a job. Level two, also known as can-do, refers to knowledge, skills, training, education, and experience. It has a greater impact on a candidate's ability to do a job. Level three, also known as will-do, refers to attitudes, beliefs, internal motivation, maturity, intelligence, aptitude, and temperament. It has the greatest impact on a candidate's ability to do a job. Looking at level one, appears to, this level of appraisal is largely discovered during the interview itself. This is because it focuses on the candidate's appearance, manners, and conversational skills to assess whether they appear to be able to perform in the role. This is clearly important, but it would be a mistake, one that many people make, to hire solely on this basis. As such, it's important to move past how well your candidate appears to suit the role and place greater weight on how well they stack up with levels two and three of the appraising process. This will give a much better indication of their suitability for the role. Level 2, can do, refers to a candidate's knowledge, skills, training, education, and experience to establish, yes, you guessed it, whether they can do a job or not. In order to accurately assess these aspects of your candidate, you're going to need to conduct a thorough job analysis with all of the relevant stakeholders. This will put all of your stakeholders on the same page and give you clarity and overall a better chance of finding the right candidate. You're also going to want to review candidates at this point in written format. Resumes, cover letters, or preferably screening questions are going to give you an idea of how a candidate can do a job and arm you to ask better questions at the interview stage. If you have the capacity to have an initial screening interview, this can be a great place to confirm the written details you've received and really assess the information the candidate has presented. 
If not, you can maximize your standard interview by asking similar questions at the beginning. Equally, this can be a great point to introduce some testing aimed squarely at assessing the experience, knowledge, and skills that your candidate claims to have. Just don't spring the test on them. Make sure they know upfront it will be part of your recruitment process. Level three, will do. This refers to whether a candidate will do the job. This third level appraises a candidate's attitudes, beliefs, internal motivations, intelligence, aptitudes, temperament, and maturity. This is the most important level to assess as these factors have the greatest impact on how a candidate will perform in the role. It's also unfortunately the level that is hardest to evaluate as it can't be assessed during an interview. To avoid hiring someone based on their stellar performance during the interview only to find their attitudes and beliefs don't align with the organization, it is recommended that you install an additional layer into the recruitment process. The best way to go about doing this is to conduct some form of testing, be it psychometric, personality, or general behavior testing, as well as thorough reference testing. I've said it before in our webinars, but this section of the recruitment process probably isn't going to rule anyone out for your role. However, it is likely to make one of your prospective new hires shine just a little bit brighter than the others, and ultimately make that decision for you. At the end of the day, what I'm trying to convey is don't be fooled by someone who is excellent at interviewing, but doesn't really offer much else to your organization. Be thorough in your evaluation and try to avoid being pressurized into making a hire that hasn't been fully vetted. I'm aware that our episode today is a very high-level review of shortlisting and selection, but if you have further questions or would like a more in-depth discussion of the recruitment challenges that you or your organization are facing, please do reach out. We here at Scout Talent have some incredible recruitment specialists who would be more than happy to assist. Talent Scout is a Scout Talent production. If you've got a challenging role that you're struggling to fill or an applicant tracking system that just isn't meeting your needs, then the Scout Talent team can help. The Talent Scout podcast is hosted by Shane Keane. Researching is by Mark Sheehan and Shane Keane. Production and editing is by Mark Sheehan. For access to all of the recruitment content produced by our recruitment specialists, including in-depth free webinars on everything from hunting that purple unicorn to best practices for interviews, go to www.scouttalent.ca and follow the resources link.